0: Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Here on Open House, we speak to so many incredible people with extraordinary stories, so many rarities, extremes, and often you just can't say anything else but miracles. Sometimes we wait for God to do a big thing, but we forget about the more simple things and significant things that go on in our everyday lives. We often think God's work is only done by extraordinary people, but ordinary people just can't make much of a difference. They can. Leroy Barber is the president of Mission Year, a co-pastor of Community Life Church, and he's written a very challenging book called Everyday Missions. I'm sure our eyes will be opened and hearts challenged. Leroy has dedicated more than 20 years to eradicating poverty, confronting homelessness, restoring neighbourhoods and battling racism and loving the community. He lives by Jesus' command to love God and love others. Leroy Barber, welcome to Open House.
1: Well, Thanks for having me on. Thanks very Good much for here. sparing
0: the time. Leroy, you preach about it, you write about it and work on everyday missions. Why is this everyday concept so important to you?
1: uh it's become important. I think for a long time, I believed that I had to have a special call and I have these extraordinary gifts and all of these kind of things to to serve Jesus and to love people and to do something great in the world and I just have discovered after so many years that man, God really likes doing big things from small places right from ordinary places and maybe i should have known this all along but it's just been a revelation for me over time and i and i feel like maybe invite others to kind of start thinking this way
0: so it happened over time it wasn't a bolt of lightning out of the blue but what happened that developed your mind like this because it is quite a significant shift
1: I think over time, looking for people to do missions projects and uh, to come and do something with our missions organization, Mission Year, in the midst of that work, what I found is the people who were coming, they were taking this year off, but they are ordinary people and they were just saying, hey, I love Jesus and I want to do something, and I don't know what to do, but all I'm going to do is give my time and give who I am and see what God can do from that. And over the past... 12 years I've been with Mission Year, I just watched God do some incredible things with that by people just saying, okay, here I am, God, if you want to do something,
0: do something. So tell us how that idea began and where you've taken it over these past two decades.
1: I think it probably began with me because I, you know, I don't think I brought some extraordinary intellect or abilities to serving. I just, I received a call one day. I felt God saying, I want you to do this. And I stepped out on that and God has done incredible things. So I think the story starts with like, I'm an ordinary guy. I'm a guy who likes sports and who sits around and watches football and these kinds of things. And and God has taken that and made me a writer and and a communicator of his message and I feel incredibly grateful for that but I also know like I'm not I'm not that special.
0: What was the first project that you embarked on?
1: So my wife and I started just taking out clothes and blankets to homeless in our city creating relationships with people who lived on the streets that's how we started. Uh, We did that for a number of years and then we moved on to working with homeless kids and connecting churches with shelters and all of these kinds of things. And in the midst of it all, God kept showing up and kept doing wonderful things. And, you know, and I began to say, wow, like, why is God doing this? And why is he using using me?
0: And you were drawing other people into this work as well.
1: Maybe it was, oh, if Leroy can do that, man, maybe I can't, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> maybe that's what draws people, like, this regular guy is doing a part of God's incredible work, maybe I can be a part of it. And, and of course, I started studying scriptures, and I picked up the theme, right? So here's David, right, not even chosen by his own dad, you know, not even thought he would be the guy chosen as king, right? But here he is chosen by God, right? Or Peter, the big-mouth guy, the ordinary fisherman guy, he ends up being the leader, and he ends up the guy that Jesus says, all right, Peter, like, I'm going to carry you, and as I carry you, I want you to do some incredible things, right? And so Peter goes up and down and up and down, and eventually uh, he's in this moment with Jesus, and Jesus says, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And Peter knows he's been found out as denying Jesus, but in that moment, Jesus says, okay, you have this heart? Then feed my sheep. And Peter goes on to become this incredible voice, right, of the gospel and of the kingdom from an ordinary place. So the theme is there in Scripture, God taking small things, ordinary things, and working through that.
0: I actually think it's the most typical way that you see God working, not only in the Bible, but in real life. What other kind of work started to collect a momentum beyond you helping the homeless, you and your wife, as it started to build?
1: Uh, We began working with Mission Year about 12 years ago, and that started as a small program out of Philadelphia, you know, about 30 people And then over the past 15 years, it's now turned into a couple thousand people and people coming every year after year after year saying, hey, can God use me? I'll give him this time. And he's done it year after year after year. They stay with us for a year. Um, They do community service. Uh, So they go out to a local agency and they offer their their service for that year. We link them with a local church, a local congregation to be a part of that uh, experience in the neighborhood. And then they... They go out, and what we call neighborhood outreach, that's not outreach in the kind of typical evangelical mode. It's outreach in a sense of, I'm going to get to know people. I'm going to hang with kids. I'm going to visit some seniors. I'm going to go to the ballpark or the library, and I'm going to see where people are, and I'm going to connect in those places. And it's changed not only people's lives, but neighborhood, the lives of People in neighborhoods and communities where people are struggling. God's been there in this kind of approach of, I'm an everyday person, I'm a normal person, I happen to notice incredible God, I'm going to live a way that people can see Him.
0: So it's not necessarily about conversion to Christian faith,
1: it's about people getting to see an authentic, real, version of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Now, do I think Jesus is a great thing going? Absolutely. And do I want people to know Him? Absolutely. But I want people to inquire about Him, to, to be intrigued by who He is, to see the miracle of life that He offers, and to have people coming, drawing towards that as opposed to me, you know, bringing that through beating the Bible or throwing tracts on somebody. I think it takes hold much deeper when, when people come inquiring and asking about it yes. because of what they see.
0: And undergirding this is the whole concept of an urban initiative. Can you explain what you mean by that?
1: There are so many places and communities and neighborhoods where there's structural injustice from the environment to housing to schools those kinds of things for us that has come to be known as urban so what we're saying as followers of Jesus is well we're gonna represent Jesus in those places those places that are struggling those places that are overlooked those places where justice needs to be in the forefront
0: what's the response of those people on the receiving end of that that they have people coming to them genuinely loving them helping them without an agenda
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting, the idea of receiving in actually gets mixed up and lost in this process, right? So who's receiving, the person who's coming or the person that I'm perceived coming to help? Good point. Well, that gets lost, and all of a sudden, there's this relationship, and there's this give and take. We like to say that people, all of a sudden, they are loving and they're being loved. They're getting to know and they're being known, right? They're serving and they're being served, and in that process... Uh, in that relationship, in that expression that we see God express deeply.
0: Is there one particular project or undertaking that's a real favourite of yours that's really made a difference?
1: When it works well, when we see it taking hold, is when we see folks who are inspired, one, to know Jesus, right, to start to walk a life of a follower of Jesus, but then one that takes on this idea that I need to be a good neighbor. One of my just absolute favorite things to see is somebody who our team members or our mission year gets to meet, and that person catches this. And they become the embodiment of a teacher or a neighbor to their own neighborhood. And so I've seen this work out in a lot of people and begin to see churches thrive as centers in their neighborhoods, not because we're there, but because somebody there is inspired to lead and to be that neighbor. Right here in my city is a young lady. She lives in a community that they typically call the Bluff here in Atlanta, right? And it's one of the so-called worst neighborhoods. And Mission Year has been a part of this community for about ten years. Well, this young lady has, you know, met a Mission Year team. She has a she's a single mom. She has a son out of meeting this mission year team, began to say, hey, I want to be a good neighbor. And so she starts hanging out with the team. So now she actually is what we call like a connector neighbor. New teams come. She helps them get acclimated to the neighborhood. Actually spoken at a conference with this young lady. like We were on a panel together, and she's talking about the need for people to be good neighbors, right? She leads uh, services and activities in her church. She volunteers at after-school programs. She's helping other women in her neighborhood. I mean, she is just on fire. And all because like, somebody came and, and befriended her and represented Jesus in a real way in her
0: life. And the genius of it all is that these are just so-called... Ordinary people, everyday people.
1: Absolutely. If you met her, she would stick out because she's an incredible person, but she's not doing anything anyone else can do. I'm going to love my neighbours. I'm going to reach out to people that are struggling around me. I'm going to, instead of looking to move out of this neighbourhood and away from this, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to make a difference in my own community, in a neighbourhood where I live. That's a powerful story, and she represents that from an ordinary place.
0: How important in this work is it for you to have an outlook and a vision of the future rather than just being caught up in today?
1: I think that's important. I think because we work in hard places, it's important to, to kind of keep hope alive in yourself, right? You have, to, yes. you have to remain in this level of, like, how is this all going to turn out, right? And that's where I adopt Dr. King's philosophy. And Dr. King said, justice is on our side. And so that keeps me going. Like There's evil, there's injustice, there's bad things going on, but we trust that God will do that over time.
0: If there's somebody listening to our conversation tonight on Open House who feels, yep, I fit that bill, I've got this heart to do something, doesn't have to be extraordinary, and I'm just an everyday kind of person, what would you say to them?
1: My dream for this book and this message is that those people would have permission to live those dreams out, to act on those things, to not feel like you're left, not feel like you have nothing to offer, but go for it. Let it be your permission slip to dream and to reach out and to represent the good that exists in our world and in our universe and through the God that we love.
0: And have a posture of optimism and what can be achieved rather than why it can't be
1: yes i think it's quite normal to have a posture of disparity it's not going to go well like it's not safe nothing's going to work to me that's quite normal that's quite natural what moves us into the extraordinary is that we believe that it will change and that something will happen and that we work towards that we live that in our souls and in our lives that's extraordinary
0: Leroy Barber, you're an absolute inspiration and I'm so glad that you've joined us on Open House. We'll put the details up on our Open House Community Facebook page about uh, your website for Mission Year and uh, the book Everyday Missions. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed
0: it. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.